1: I love that sound this is a good one all right welcome uh, back to the full scale outdoors podcast well uncle phil's joining us again it's been a
2: while phil it has been a while. I, I it's been like two weeks, hasn't it? Which yeah. I guess is a while. Well,
1: it's we've it's been hit and miss. Ships in the night, been busy. Um, you know, it's like all through fall, through the hunting season, it, it's it's tough, right? You're on the road, you're doing your thing, and then you know the well, little peek behind the curtain here for the people is like you'll send me a text that just says ready when you're ready and you're either somewhere where you can talk or you're on the road in a good stretch or, or whatever. So right, if, right, right, right. And if I'm ready, I'll just call you, and then we'll do, like, what we're
2: doing now. Well, in the fall— Yeah, I just, I just put out I put out the bat signal. Right. I just put out the bat signal, and if you come, you come. If not, then we try later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. And a lot of times, I'll get, bzz, to look down, ready, like, well, I'm in the middle of a duck swamp, so— that's not going to happen, <laughs> you know, and then, right. Yeah. Whatever it is, you, you know, know, real life, or at work or whatever the thing might be. But, um, yeah. So that's been, I have I think if I go in my text message thread with you, I have,
2: Oh shit. There's like 15 this, or 16 <laughs> well, unanswered this is, readies. This is you the know?
1: fourth, fourth unanswered ready. Well, this one technically is ready. So well, this yeah, ready if, if you this. look,
2: if you look back <laughs> into our text log, you're going to see, Oh yeah. There's some stretches where there's lots a ton of, of them. Yeah. 100%. But it is what it is. Like, we knew what we were getting into going into this, and I'm just going to keep shooting until the <laughs> bullet hits the, the bullseye. It's like, I don't care. I got nothing to lose. Yeah,
1: it's like my dating life.
2: <laughs> just keep
1: shooting that shot, right? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, I got a full cup of coffee. It's uh, snowing up here in northern Minnesota. I probably should be out fishing. Wait a second! It's snowing uh, right now. Uh, well, actually, right this instant, it's not. But it was like five minutes ago.
2: Okay, is the ground white up there?
1: No, it is
3: not.
2: Okay, gotcha.
1: It was like we had a very, oh, even I don't know what you call heavier than a dusting, but not really measurable. Whatever that is. There's a coating. Sure, sure. A coating. Yeah, a, a dusting. But Good it enough. was it was uh, warm this week, so it's it's most of it has melted. So. Um, your did I just hear your uh, predator calling lips smacking was that what that
2: um you I don't snow. know
1: was that what that was
3: <laughs>
2: oh yes yes for hundred <laughs> percent like because I'm because I'm actually on my way home now and I'm kind of you know figuring out all the places and who wants to go and how many kids can I involve and I've got two lined up right now my cousins you know my cousin's young son you know I want to get I want to get Chris Reinhardt out that's my cousin and then his son Brooks. And then my close friend Jamie Saniel, his son Jackson, wants to get out. So I'm like, I'm kind of assembling the team, you know. Nice, right? Calling As I'm advisors. getting closer to home, and and uh, it would be great if there was, if it would be great if there was a little blanket of snow on the ground. But if not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So
1: that's here. I think some other places were getting snow. So I don't, I don't know. And today is the last like warm day, and it gets cold after this. So if some people right get on. snow I mean, you might you might you might hit it just And right. I'm
2: hoping that I'm I'm actually hoping that the coyotes all the predators I'm hoping that all the predators are kind of putting on the feed bags cuz they've had a nice little relaxing few days now it's getting cold and they need to they need to you know eat some food yeah so know, build wildlife, up the fat content a little bit Even though it
1: was mild yesterday I noticed the wildlife was pretty busy um up here during, in anticipation yeah, during, this cold during the day right. like right middle of the day the deer are out in the field and stuff like that so i was like all right yep, well, yep. stuff's eating my bird feeders are super active so um yeah all with that said i just we'll, we'll get into this we have we have a point or we have a a uh direction we're going to take this but you know we have a talk so we got to catch up um so i i ran into this way backwater lake which is where i was gonna fish today until i got lazy and decided not to also i stayed up too late last night but um i can do that (laughs) anyways when there was snow on my first trek out there it was super cool like really like cool ridge country up here um like boundary waters-esque and it's not in the boundary waters but it's just because that's not where the dotted line of property goes it could very well be boundary waters same topography but, oh, my goodness, the the amount of animal tracks that you see back there. Fisher and Pine marten, fox, wolves, not very many deer. Uh, you know, red squirrels, grouse tracks, all sorts of cool stuff. But the only thing I don't think, uh, the thing I didn't see is any cat tracks. I didn't see any, like, lynx or bobcat or anything like that. But, man lots of stuff but the wolves oh my god the wolves and now there's actually now we actually have some lawmakers that are starting to make some noise and we actually have some um journalistic outlets some newspapers that are starting to make some noise about holy crap there's a lot of wolves deer hunting is like i don't know if it was a record low but it's right there near the bottom of all time Sure. i okay. hunting success this year, so people at least are, up at
2: least up north.
1: Yeah, so people are raising an eyebrow. You know, they're like, <laughs> "Okay, what's going on?" And uh sure. so every time I think of that, now that I know you and now that we talk about it's like, "Oh man, if we get a green light for that wolf hunt." I have to connect with you for that because <laughs> I know you're into. I know you want to do it so bad. Yes. And I've, never, and I've never done it. I mean, I'm not a predator caller, so I would just be like. A tick on your back, just like okay. I want to see how he right, attacks. right latch
2: on. Yeah, then who knows?
1: I kind of just want to watch, honestly. Like I would, if I don't even know if you're into this, but I, I would film it. Like I would just like I want to see, and I'm talking like pour over maps, like come up with a plan. Like I would like to see your brain work. Like okay, how right is on. he? How is he going to attack this? Now he's got this opportunity. He's been thinking about it for forever. Like the excitement would be for me, to like. Let's see him go to work. Let's see what he does. Like this would be right. fun, you know. I mean, hell, I could be yeah. a YouTube series or something. That'd be fun. Possibly. Anyways, man, that I don't <laughs> know where that came from, Phil. That like you want to talk about talking and just being organic. That was not in my brain radar when okay. I went to call you. That that just came out and worked out in real time. <laughs> so like the it. topic
2: that we're thinking about getting into today, or I guess that we're going to get into today is I suggested to Dale that we have story time, story time. With and, Uncle Phil, yeah, just, uh, you know, I've hunted so many things in so many States. Uh, so I suggested to Dale that he just pick something, a species and a state. And I just tell my most memorable hunt of whatever that thing is. And then I'm going to fire back at Dale. So we're just going to go back and forth and just tell stories because that's actually one thing that's been recommended to me. Like, yeah. I just love hearing stories, and I'm like, "Well, that's something we haven't really done." So I wanted to do just one podcast, and we'll see how if it if it hooks or not. All right. Just 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 old memorable hunting stories or new ones doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, just what the first thing that pops into your mind. Uh, let's see. So you
2: you kind of wanted to start it off. You had something pop up, and and. Um, yeah, just go. Well, I had go a couple different
1: and... stories that popped into my head, but um, I kind of want you to lead into like what you want to hear, not just what came into my mind. Because lots of times you okay, are like, "Oh, tell was... me a hunting story," and I'll sit there blankly, like, um,
2: uh, "Okay, so uh, you know what I mean? Okay, so now I, I gather some information. Right. Um, what states have you hunted in?
1: Uh, Not many, honestly. Uh, The Dakotas, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota, Okay, so both Dakotas, Missouri, Arkansas. That's a that's a
2: that's a great list, man.
1: That's it. I think. Wait.
2: That's that's it. Bullshit, man. That's that's a good list, man. That's that's those are awesome places to choose from. Nebraska. Nebraska too. Okay. Okay, and what have you hunted for in those states?
1: Uh, Those have all been birds. Waterfall. Waterfall. Mm-hmm. The only okay. place that I've hunted anything other than birds. Hold on, let me think. Well, I would say Minnesota, but technically I did a feeble predator attempt one morning on my way out of North Dakota. And I didn't see anything. Um, let me think. Yeah, that's that's it.
2: That, I, so, waterfall, Wisconsin, game. both the Dakotas, Nebraska, Missouri. Uh, did you say Arkansas in Arkansas. there too, or not? Yep. yep, yep. Did you say Missouri as well? Yep. Okay, got it. That that's a good collection. That that's a really good cluster of states to pursue waterfall in.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of waterfall, I would say I, I hit I hit them. You know, I hit the ones that, you know. If you were to pick
2: the top five, those probably would be it. So tell me your most memorable spring snow goose hunt oh. in Nebraska.
1: Well, there's really only one in Nebraska. I only have one hunt, and it wouldn't be a spring. So it's hunt. this is
2: super. Oh, okay. So you've never hunted spring snows in Nebraska. Nope, nope. So we're gonna we're gonna fix this a little bit and turn it into tell me about your most memorable snow goose hunt in nebraska
1: okay well this this so all right we're gonna tell a story some people may have heard this story but i know i haven't heard i haven't told it in a long time so there's probably a shit ton of people that haven't heard it this sure. was almost this was a hunt that almost didn't happen um so we had decided early we wanted to do a late season hunt and we wanted to go Um, we were going to go into nebraska so we probably would have went to south dakota but south dakota you have to apply right
2: okay so hold on now let's be more specific because late season in minnesota is not the same as late season in nebraska because so like what month was this december okay gotcha
1: right about what's the date today ninth oh right about this time it was yeah right about this time this calendar time frame is like when we were going so we're like, well, we know there's snows right on the Nebraska-South Dakota line, and they're using... Were you
2: guys were you guys targeting snows, or just kind of bringing decoys of every
1: color? Um, we were going to target snows, and maybe, you know... Sweet. That's du- awesome. You know, darks, ducks, possibly, as like a as like side. You know, we kind of had a mix. Yeah, those are bonus points, right? Yeah, we had yeah, a mixed spread. We had a mostly white spread, but, you know, we had some honker decoys, and we had some mallet decoys, and we had the spinners, you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't... Uh, wasn't just pure white, you know, but that was snows were what we were after primarily, you know. And uh, we we knew, you know, going off of the internet and different reports that there was a bunch of birds using that Lewis and Clark Lake. And we we're like, well, we should be able to get, you know, in the northern Nebraska and find something. So we we drove all through the night as one usually does when they go to do these things. Who was, he, who was on the team? Who was on the roster? Had, uh, this was uh, Joel. Oh man, I gotta think now. It's been a long time. They're gonna get mad at do, me if I don't remember anybody. Do, do
2: you remember how many people roughly?
1: We had four people.
2: In one vehicle?
1: Um, no. I want to say there was two vehicles. Okay. Man, why can't I think of the people? Was it Joe there? Oh, I don't think Joe would have done this. Maybe he would have. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I kind of want to text Joel, like, who else went to Nebraska? Yeah, with us? yeah, yeah. Um, so I apologize. My brain is not clicking for the other two. Oh, just, that just were there. move.
2: Yeah, just move past it. Move past so, it. So,
1: yeah, we went down there, and uh, it was like freezing, freezing drizzle. So it was like, it was almost crazy storms. So. Um, It was sketchy. It took forever to get there because the temperature was, like, in the 20s, low 20s, mid-20s, somewhere in there. But it was raining, liquid.
2: Oh, shit. So, like,
1: the moment it touched a surface, it froze instantly. So, by the time we got out there, for one, when the sun came up, it was absolutely gorgeous because everything was covered like, oh, and frees. ice! Everything, Everything is crystalline. Oh, yeah! And then there was just this light frost or light snow that was sticking to it. Like it was magical. Like it was pain in the ass to drive in, but man, did it look cool! Our antenna on the vehicle was had a good, like I would say, a strong eighth of an inch coating all the way around. It. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it was wild, dude! It was <clears throat> wild. But so we get out, out there, and, you know, we're kind of assessing situation. We go in to Nebraska. Uh, we cut through the, the southeastern part of South Dakota there through Yankton and then got in Nebraska. We, and, yeah, there, we could see, you know, there's there were snows around. And we drove all over northern Nebraska. We weren't really finding things. like, well, let's keep going south. So we went, man, I think we might have went all the way down to, like, Omaha. And just there wasn't shit. And we went back. So we're like, well, let's hug the river. This is where the birds have got to be. You know, they got along the river where there's open water, you know. And so we we did that. We take this kind of river road back up. We're not finding anything. Then we stumble upon we see this really big mallard feed going on. We're like, oh, what's going on over here? So we check it out. There's no darks. There's no light geese. Just It's just like a pure mallard. Feed. But at this point, we're running a daylight. We don't. You're have- just ready
2: to fucking shoot the guns, man. Now, yeah. now you're kind of out for blood.
1: We're like, we need something. We don't. We have no plan for tomorrow. We, we've got nothing. And uh, so I go and I pull in, knock on the door. Um, this uh, woman answers. Start talking to her. She's really nice. Um, I was like this close to acquiring now,
2: permission. Is this is this a water or a feed? I'm assuming a
1: feed. This was a feed. Okay. And. We were, I was this close, and then she did the old, she's like, oh, oh, wait, you know what? I should probably ask my husband, because he had no idea uh, if he was going to put the cows in there or not, and blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, okay, so, I get it. Yeah, yeah, right. So then, so she goes and calls him. She's like, "I'll get. give me your number, I'll call you back. And you know how that usually goes, but she did end up getting it back. It usually to does listen. not go well no. for anyone who's listening. Right, it doesn't. <laughs> when they're like, give me your number, I'll call you, just keep looking. Like, that's, that's the kid to
3: death right that's there. That's not
1: panning out um now that has panned out for me in the past but it's always like holy shit they actually called me and i got permission yeah all right. wow. but that definitely is rare uh this turned out like you would expect it to he's like you know I, they weren't mean about it at all i don't think they were lying i think they were you know i think it was like yeah i am i'm putting the cows in that you know field tomorrow or whatever it's like god damn it so now we're like we got nothing you know so then we start talking. We're like, just we're like, well, what about the river? You know, could we hunt the sandbar or something like that? We can get some darks and mm, ducks or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, like just get. Some, I've heard get, of guys doing that yeah, successfully. Yep, yep. It can be really good, especially for mallards and honkers. Um. So we're like, well, let's see, get down to the water, and so we get down there. We can't. You're know, like, what are we gonna do? Like, can't really get anywhere. Like, I start looking at resorts and boat rental places. Did you- Okay, yeah,
2: that just answered my next question. Did you have a boat? The
1: answer is no. No, well, we, this isn't what we planned for. Like, we were going to field hunt. Well, like, I don't even know. Well, we must have brought waiters just in case for whatever reason. But Sure. Um, so we go across we the river. There's nothing on the Nebraska side. We cross the river, go to North Dakota, and we start driving up to all these resorts and boat running places. They're all closed down for the season, as one would suspect in December. <laughs> yeah. We're about done. We're like, well, let's try this next spot and if uh and if this doesn't work
2: just get a hotel wake up in the morning and scout
1: going home i mean we were we were calling it we we're just like cuz we could see the birds that were getting up off of Lewis and Clark and they were flying north they're feeding in South Dakota so yeah nothing, yeah, yeah that's nothing was going south we we're like fuck um sure. this we had never been there we didn't know what to expect so this was
2: all you know oh, now, I now see. we know so that's kind of the pattern but yeah so for anyone listening there's not a ton of eggland, uh just south of the South Dakota border. Like in the northern part of Nebraska, there's not a ton of eggland, and there's not a whole lot of water to hold the birds. No. Anyways, but, continue. Yeah,
1: most of the birds hold on that Lewis and Clark, you know, and but and we, then they feed they feed north into South Dakota. Correct. So, well, we found that out the hard way. So we're driving up to sure. this rental place, and we're like, they, they looked kind of open. So we like we pulled in, you know. A lot of the boats are up and out, and well, all of them were, but there were some on trailers and whatnot. And and uh, we see, I don't know if we knocked or, I mean, I'm tapping into some memory reserves here. And then uh, we went and talked to somebody was walking around, we talked to him, and he was like, Oh, we actually are close. And we're like, Damn it. I was like, God. And we kind of gave him the sob store, you know, like, Is it, you, Do you have any, do you have a rowboat? Like, we, like, anything we're just you should have to handed st- him a
2: five dollar bill and been like, Are you sure you're close? <laughs> <A> five. How <laughs> about this shiny nickel? Does that change your
1: mind?
3: <laughs>
1: but he's like he's like, Oh, I don't have anything that's like trailer, but he's like, I got a canoe. We're like, we'll take it. Like if, if you're willing to rent it to us, I don't remember what. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't remember we 20 him twenty, fifty bucks. Because at
2: least with the canoe, you can retrieve the birds. Like hunt off shore, and you can retrieve the birds with a canoe. You know.
1: Exactly. So we're like, okay, we're in business. Now what are we going to do? We have zero water decoys. We ran into yanked into the sporting goods store. Uh, one you got store shallow. You, like... got, you
2: got full bodies that you can stand yep. in shallow water.
1: Yep, we have we have full bodies. We have silhouettes. We've got some things we can we we can work with that. Right? You totally. Find a totally. But let's get some floaters if they have any. And so we go to the sporting goods store. They had some cheap mallard floaters. We bought a dozen. They That place didn't actually have any weights, though. So we had to go to Walmart. They didn't have any weight, so we ended up just getting. They didn't have any decoy line, nothing. So we got like really strong braided fishing line and the heaviest eggs fishing egg sinkers we could get. And done deal. Hopefully just, the
2: current's not too strong. That's the only thing. Yeah, we
1: have. We don't know what we're getting into. We're just like. Yeah right. There's right. a hope and a prayer now, and we're like, we're gonna we're scratching a hunt out of this. So we get back. I think that night, yeah. So we get a room that night. We put the decoys together. We find the landing, and we come up, kind of come up with a plan. We're looking at the aerial, Like, okay, this looks like there's some. Looks like there are some sandbars and stuff that, depending on water level, that we'll be able to go check out. So we get there in the morning. We go to to, to scout, and I, there was four of us. I was it four of us or three of us? I. Either way we had to take two trips. There may have only been three of us, now that I think about it. Anyways, I'll have to find out. I real when you're when it's time for your story time, I'm gonna text my buddy Joel oh, I see. and find out. Okay. I'm not gonna do it now, I don't wanna interrupt the flow, but it, well, yeah, yeah, it's of course. bugging me now. I know like now it's bugging me that I can't. <laughs> like this is like one of my best memories, and I, I don't know why Joel is the only like face I can see in my memory. It's the weirdest shit.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh,
1: so anyways, we paddle out. Um, and it's so talk about current, right? The main, you've got this little like
2: bay slash. Did you safe put in on the Nebraska thing. side or the yes. North of, or the South? Okay, gotcha. The Nebraska
1: side, and there's a gotcha. little like bay safe harbor boat landing area. There's like no current there, but the main channel of that river is right there, and that current was ripping, dude. Like. It was wild. And you see these boats are coming in, like these big duck hunting boats. I had like the. Oh, fuck. Flat and there are bottoms, you are with your canoe. Big, big giant motors, right? And they're, they come down and they turn into the current, and you can see them fighting that current with their motors. And they get in there. Oh. Like, we're like this canoe. We're like kind of freaking out and i go i Uh, was actually plus plus you got minnesota plates on (laughs) everything
2: they say about us is fucking true and there you are like oh my god how embarrassing
1: (laughs) i don't know that that was actually a thing at least it wasn't in my mind but everybody (laughs) mine was more like fear management at this point not for me but for the people i was with because uh, they didn't have much canoe experience, and I, I'm like, well, we use canoes on rivers. Like, yeah, the current's ripping, but you sit there on the top; it's really not that big of a deal. So I hop in the canoe. I'm like, well, let's go scout. And I remember who else jumped in with me, and we go and paddle. And sure, yeah, right when you get to that crazy ripping current, that's kind of when you expect, like, oh, if it's gonna go sideways, it's gonna go right here. And no, kind of, kind of what I expected. We just glid, we glided right over that current like it was nothing. You know, I was like, this is piece of cake so we got across the channel and there's all these different like cuts and little fingers and big weed islands and stuff it's, It was pretty overwhelming wild. yeah it's the it's amount a, of
2: options it's very overwhelming a labyrinth of shit
1: and so the other thing we have to keep in mind is like okay which are we going upstream downstream cross stream what are we doing we're in a canoe we, we can't go five miles right we got to hunt relatively close and uh basically we were just it was going to be a traffic spot like, we weren't looking for actual birds or anything like that. We just, a place we could set up and maybe something would happen. Cross our fingers, right, yeah. right. And so we cross the channel. We get kind of this little labyrinth. and we find this one little island. It's got a decent sandbank, sandbar coming off it. And we get out and we scope it out. There's actual goose shit and goose tracks in this dirt. We're like, okay, I don't know when these are from, but at some point in time, a goose has been here. So we got some, this this will work. It's relatively quick, back and forth, because we got to take, you know, a couple trips to get all the gear out there. First trip, like, get the people, go back, or you know, drop one person off, go back, get the rest of the gear, the other person come back, something like that. And so that's what we did. And we set up, and that afternoon, we actually got some shooting in. Like, I think we shot some, a couple mallards, honkers. We took some swipes at some passing ducks that were just shooting the the channels and stuff. Um, Shooting past, right, right. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. You know, I was like, holy shit. This you is- just made something out of nothing. This Fucking is working. right, doggy. This is working. You know, so yeah. the next morning we're like, all right, let's do it again. And so we get out there, we set up, and, um, and it's pretty cold still. You know, there's skim ice, and there's nothing much happening where we're at. But right across this channel, we just keep seeing these duck's bombing in we're like what is going on over there finally i couldn't take it anymore i'm like you know what i'm gonna go over there just see what it is and we want to come with me and joel's like yeah i'll come with you so we we go over there paddle over there and we can just you know you can just hear it it's like a duck orgy going on over there you know that you know that crazy duck sounds
2: yeah the happy duck
1: yeah we creep up kind of up over this little ridge And there's this frozen bay, but right, like, in the middle is there's this just black hole circle that's open. And they are packed in there just feeding, bathing, chasing each other around, just having the best time of their life,
2: right? It's amazing how many places like this, this hidden little gem that you just found, and it's public. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, 100%. The only thing is you got to drive five hours to get there from Minnesota. But True. anyways, And nobody was on. hunting anywhere
3: near
1: us. Everybody, you know, from the landing in their big boats, they got in, and they went way the hell upstream somewhere. God sure, knows sure, where. yeah. God knows where.
2: They're not going to launch their $20,000 boat to drive <laughs> exactly.
1: for 30 seconds and hunt. 100%. I could live on a lake, have a dock, one of the best bass-flipping docks in the lake. My dock's boated there. I am not fishing that dock. I'm going to get in exactly. my boat, and I'm going to race across the lake. This, this is what yep. you do. And then buy yeah. this boat to fish right here. What the hell? So um, so now we're like, we're like, oh, shit, what do we do? Do you want to jump these?
2: And walk just them, get, out, get walk them out get? and set up 10 decoys and wait for them to come back.
1: Yeah, we We talked about that. We're like, oh, there's no guarantees. I mean, we got, you know, the we'd have to move everything over. Like if we were going to set up here, like it'd be a pain in the butt. And I don't know, we, we kind of talked ourselves into what we shouldn't have done. And that's just, all right, on three, let's shoot.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, <God>. like, <laughs> awesome. We got, we got uh, 15 of them in six shots. Sweet. What, what, what do we do now? I
1: know, which is what we did, but we didn't shoot that many. We, we got a handful <laughs> of them. I don't remember what it was. And so okay. we went back and as we're like paddling back, they're trying to get back in already. We're like, oh, shit, we got to set up. there." So we go back. We tell the, the other boys. Even so-
2: after shooting them out there trying to get yeah, back yeah. immediately. He,
1: uh, almost immediately. So oh my God. we go back. We're like, well, how are we going to set this up? We don't even know if, we can, if it's deep enough to wade, like whatever. So we brought some honker shells a few floaters that we kept, duck floaters that we kept close to shore, and, I mean, we didn't even put that many out, and honest, to be honest, I don't know that we needed to put anything out, because you could shoot, Absolutely you, could, not. you could shoot across this opening, so it's like, it's more of like, just give them something to focus on, and, like Nick Johnson says, these are just grown-up action figures, and we like to play with them, so yeah, yeah. if I can put decoys out, I'm 100% going to put decoys out, and so yeah. we did, that's what we did, we went back, and um, put some sleeper shells around it it looked so dope though it looked really cool what's funny though, there, weren't, there wasn't any geese in there but so now we added goose floaters or whatever or goose uh, shells and the ice was just thick as like an inch maybe inch and a half it was like just kind of thick enough to skimmy out there and and do something you know and then uh the hide was just gangsters like this real tall swamp grass stuff and there was these like um muskrat huts and we just sit on the muskrat huts and we could pull that tall material over us and we just made like a makeshift layout blind with the shit that was just growing there like perfect we just disappeared and then we just spent the rest the next few hours just shooting singles doubles as they came back oh yeah oh my god it was so much fun and uh so i shoot this one bird it lands on the ice is dead it's not moving and i'm like shit how am i gonna get that and i i skimmy out there on my belly And I'm just, you know, spreading my weight out and I get out to it and it's it's a hen a hen redhead. And also, I'm like, dude, this is the coolest picture I've ever seen. So I'm fumbling for my phone. And at that time, I'm pretty oh, sure it was nice. a flip phone, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was. This was a long time ago. And everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you'll see. And so I finally get my phone out, and I hold over, and I snap these pictures. I'll try to find that picture and send it to you. But
2: Well, I want to see them, yeah.
1: The, the way this, this bird died, it hit the ice. I believe it was on its back. And this little pool of blood formed around its head and kind of outlined them. And then the edges of it. Frosted, a little bit like immediately like froze into the ice a little bit. Is the oh, coo- sure. like the the stark contrast of the the red to like that ice. It was just the imagery was just like dude, this is it's, it's macabre, but this is art. Like this is this is wild. And uh, say so yeah, I did that and grabbed the duck, came back and then I showed it. And they're like, what were you doing out there? I'm like, this. and They're like, oh shit, that's cool. <laughs> that was fun. Then there was a, we shot, we wounded another duck. And I, like, no bullshit, I blood-tracked this duck. And I'm like, oh, here's a dot, here's a dot, here's a dot, here's a dot. And then I'm like, where the fuck is this bird? Also, I catch a little bit of movement. And so all that tall grass, like, a lot of it's, like, laid over, the dead stuff from previous. And there's, like, a whole tunnel system in there and i catch just a little bit of movement and that duck is underneath there like trying to make its getaway in the underground railroad yeah looking. now the now the chase is on i spring into action i grab that duck and and boy joel's just like i can't believe you just did that i cannot believe that you just tracked that fucking duck down i'm like i can't either to be honest but here it is and it just it, it that's one of the most memorable uh, even though i'm forgetting the other two parties <laughs> <laughs> the events were just, like, it's just crazy how it almost didn't happen. Like, we literally were, we're that was the last stop. If if something didn't happen here, we were just going to cut our losses and go home. I mean, we didn't have any other option. So, you know, like you said, like, oh, wake up in the morning and go scout. Well, scout where? Like, we just spent all day driving. There's not, there's not a single bird, white bird, f- feeding in Nebraska. We're screwed. Like we like we're just screwed. Um I ended up shooting a really nice um well that's time. Now I mean, look back on it is a nice bird. It was like my first mounted bird ever was a Gadwall. This nice Drake Gaddy, big blockhead on it. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, really cool bird. Except now and I now that I know what I know, it's like ah eh, probably wasn't the right specimen. Oh well, here I'll here. It was the right specimen and it wasn't the right specimen, and I'll tell you why. By taxidermy standards it wasn't the specimen. It was the not
2: right. the right specimen for what?
1: because it didn't have the big rusty no, no, no. red patch. For
2: what? Oh, for, for taxidermy. For
1: taxidermy's sake, like it wasn't okay, a good gotcha. representation of that species. It didn't have okay. all the things. It was great. It had ra- really good, like the tertial feathers on the back, draping down. Those are beautiful. Big blockhead, good scale pattern. Everything was great. It just didn't have a lot of that rusty shoulder patch that gadgets gotcha. are known for. It was the right trophy because... I took memory. one of the pictures that yeah one of the pictures that I took there of the South Dakota um, skyline, if you will, it's just like this big bluff and the the it's just really badass picture. I ended up blowing that up into a big big picture, and that's the backdrop oh, like, where I put that duck in front of that backdrop because that's exactly where I shot the duck. It's oh, like, that's awesome! Yeah, so it's like it was exactly the right trophy for the the right trophy reasons, and end of that memory. You know, like, awesome. Like, it's it's awesome. Um, So that was pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, that was, and that was the. uh, We shot a fair amount of birds. A lot. We shot a lot of gaddies. There was a lot of gaddies in that pile, Uh, and it was just a ton of fun. I think it was Joe, Joel, Joe. God damn it! I'm missing somebody else. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those like you would say it. You know perseverance and adapt and overcome but i mean we were quite honestly ready to give up i mean this was like this is our last ditch effort if this doesn't pan out we're out of here and then it it did work so um you know i mean i guess there's a lesson in there somewhere (laughs) it was just awesome it was, oh, just had so much fun, and we then we tried to go back and recreate it. I hadn't been back yet. I think Joel made a, a trip like a couple years later, and it just it just didn't pan out that way. It just the
2: well because the water levels are always different on the river.
1: Yeah, and I think they even brought a boat with them. You know, obviously we weren't going to try to rent a canoe and all this other stuff. But it's like you know, bird numbers, everything fluctuates year to year. You know, you try to make your best correct your best plans, but these are wild animals. Yeah, there's no, there's just nothing. There's just nothing set in stone there. So. I don't. Know. So that's that's uh, that's my story. So for you, do you have any other
2: questions about that story? Nope, I don't. That okay. was a great story. Okay. So here, here are your options. Um, well, let's oof-ta. do this. I okay. want to ask you
1: the same questions. How many states have you hunted in? Uh, you're gonna blow me out of the water because you're driving around in your truck and you're shooting. It's not a contest. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, it's not it's not a contest, but it's like it's still like your your list is gonna be substantially more vast than mine.
2: Uh, I I like so I mean just, just predators alone. I've I've called in and killed predators in ten states from Wisconsin to California. And then and then waterfall waterfall I've hunted in uh, Arkansas Nebraska, North, South Dakota, Minnesota, Mexico, um, and like upland birds, upland game birds. I've hunted in Minnesota, North and South Dakota, Nevada, which is interesting. Mm. Like if you're, I, I really had no idea, you know. Like actually, I was I was making a coyote set. I was I was hunting coyotes and I was driving from one set to another, and a couple chucker crossed the road in front of me. I'm like, what? 'Cause I didn't know that Chucker I didn't know there was a, a wild population of Chucker anywhere in the nation.
3: Right,
1: yeah.
2: I thought those were just stupid game birds, but no, there are wild chucker. Yeah. And quail. And if you get into that, my god is that fun. Cool. So yeah, there's there's basically your options. Also, fishing, you know, I've got plenty of fishing stories. I've I've fished I think that would just be exclusive to Minnesota. I don't oh, think I've fished anywhere but Minnesota.
1: My fishing states are going to be more vast, quite a bit more vast. Fishing states, okay. oh, my God. Jeez, um, I don't have to really think about that. All the uh, – have I fished in South Dakota? So so your options
2: your options would be game birds, waterfowl, spring snows, um, sandhill cranes, predators – Fishing, upland birds. Um Do you have yeah. any,
1: do you have a, a similar type story where like things were just not looking good and then just did a 180 and became one of the most memorable hunts? You have anything similar to that? In any of those categories? Absolutely. Alright. Pick one of those.
2: Yeah, and I've I've actually I've actually told this story already. On this um, podcast? I, I, I believe I believe I have. Okay. Well, you you tell me if it okay. sounds memorable. All right. Okay. Uh, so it was a uh, long time ago in the in the Goosebusters Guide Service days. I believe it was 2007. And back then they had they had a split season. And they had a split season. So the regular waterfall season would be over with, and then there was five days of nothing, and then there was the late goose season opener where then you could shoot honkers, uh, and the limit went back up to five a day per person. And uh, I had clients lined up for the late goose opener uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Ben Cade was going to run one group of clients, and I was going to run the other group of clients. And so Ben was responsible for doing his own scouting for his own clients and his own spots, and I was doing the same thing. So I was like, Thursday and Friday, we scouted Thursday and Friday leading up to Lake Goose Opener, and we were not really coming up with anything. Like, Ben came up with zero, and he's like, Bill, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, okay. So there's not that many birds left where I was planning to hunt, but there were a few birds trading water to water over one of my properties, and I said, I will... I want to take the stress off your shoulders, so I'll take your clients and my clients. So what I'll do is I'll run one group of clients in the morning and another group of clients in the afternoon, and I'll do that both Saturday and Sunday. So, Ben, you're going to be off the hook. And he's like, okay, thank you, because I'm really stressing out here. And there were not that many birds, you know, doing anything real exciting uh, over the one property that I was going to hunt, but... It was cold and clear on those days that I was scouting and they just weren't moving. Um and the one the the very few that were moving were doing right you know right before right before sunset, you know. Um so I called the clients that okay, I had everything lined up. So I had one group in the morning and afternoon on Saturday and Sunday. And overnight On Friday night, overnight, it got dark out, and overnight, the clouds rolled in. And it stayed cloudy all weekend, Friday, or sorry, it stayed cloudy all weekend, Saturday and Sunday afternoon, or sorry, Saturday and Sunday. And in those two days, I ran the four groups, or the the two groups of clients, so I had four guided hunts on Saturday and Sunday. We killed and recovered 92 honkers. Wow. One of which was banded. Oh, sweet. All be, all because I all because I just I I will I absolutely refuse to throw in the towel. You know, I was like, there's there's enough birds there, and and things could change, and that could change the outcome of this. And I, I just like, you know, if if those first couple of hunts on Saturday, if it's just horrible, and I and they just completely beat my r- morale into the dirt, then I'll call the clients for Sunday and I'll be like, hey man, you know. Uh, we shouldn't hunt tomorrow. You know, a lot of times when you call the clients and say that, they want to hunt anyway, so you just kind of do what you got to do, you know. Right, right. But that was not the case. Like that snow, like we turned the snow a different color red that day.
1: <laughs> That's
2: so awesome. And we actually hunted the we hunted the same property morning and afternoon, but we switched spots in the field. Okay. So the birds the birds were seeing a different pre- presentation. It was a like a four hundred acre field too. So we had plenty of room to work there. We used less decoys, we use more decoys, we hit the edge, we hit the center. You know, there were times when we, we put out big spread and we put out small spread. We just we constantly were rearranging so the birds had a different presentation. Sure. So just in case just in case the same birds were flying over the same property, they were seeing something different.
1: Right. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty wild. Yep, and out, of the,
2: out of the out yeah. of out of the ninety-two, uh, one of them was banned. That's cool.
1: Do you remember the details
2: of the band? I don't. Uh, Dan Getlin. Dan Getlin killed it. He's a. Uh, I think he was. Uh, he was a surgeon for sure. I believe he was actually a heart surgeon. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he, he, he got the band.
1: That's cool. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the the band. So st- I always just like the band stories. I don't. <sighs> really remember most of mine anymore they kind of i don't have that many but
2: um. nick johnson was actually part of that whole as a matter of fact i believe nick johnson was with me for (laughs) no way really yeah saturday and sunday like we ran i don't think anyone else was nick nick just came and spent the weekend at my place we hunted honkers saturday and uh morning and afternoon on both saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. and then uh, i was dating a girl at the time her name was is jess velicek and she was she was helping out too uh on one or both of the days i can't i can't remember but yeah it was just just a great time
1: cool that's that's pretty awesome you know it's interesting those those haunts you know it definitely pays to to push through and try to persevere um even if it doesn't work because i like i'm sure it's happened and of course you, you had a guide service yeah there's extra added pressure there for sure you got paying yeah, customers sure. but even on a fun buddy hunt or whatever You know, I'm sure there's times where, I know there's times where we, you know, tucked our tail like it just ran out of daylight and we don't have a plan for tomorrow and I guess we'll just sleep in, you know, we don't have a plan. I I know that has happened, but I, you know, I don't have a, it doesn't stick out in my mind. But the times that it does work out. I mean, those are some of the strongest memories, because like, you're just like, this almost didn't happen, and not only did we get a hunt, and, and, and middle row, too. There's times where it's like you pull something out of your ass, or you're just like, well, we could hunt here, see what happens, and you do it, and nothing happens, and so that memory just fades off into obscurity, too. Um, Remember this. Remember this,
2: Dale. A person's success and their happiness is a direct reflection of their determination.
1: I agree with that 100%.
2: Because if, if you just have the stick then you're just going to achieve more success. You just that, you, know, and you like, just have to be determined.
1: In, in the hunting realm or fishing or outdoor, or what actually any uh, interest, whatever your interest is, even if it doesn't look like it's going to be that great, but you go and do it, what you don't really have is that FOMO that we talked about, you know, fear of missing out. You don't have that like, oh, I wonder how nice it would have been just sitting on my couch this morning. However... Had you have not gone out and just sat on your couch this morning, you would be thinking like,
2: "Man, I what, bet, I what have happened?"
1: I bet they're just crushing right now.
2: You know? Like yep. <laughs> you just- yep, yep, that that <laughs> you know? feeling. Like I, I just I have a a very low tolerance for that feeling.
1: Yeah, and it's weird. It's like I hate you can, it so much. For whatever reason, you can talk yourself into being lazy way easier than you can talk yourself into going out. And what's weird about that is like, there's. N- I don't know if there's never, but very little is there regret when you go and do the thing, even if it doesn't really pan out that great. You know, it's like, at least you did the thing. <laughs> you're, you're out in nature. You're out hanging with your buddies doing whatever. But conversely, like I said, if you do get lazy and you just like sleep in and you're just fucking off on your phone and the couch and then you're just sitting, then you open up social media and some people are out there banging. You're like, God damn it. Should have just went, you lazy
2: piece of shit you know so <laughs> you just i start have beating yourself up. i have my next i have my next request no oh, okay what is your most memorable diver duck hunt in minnesota oh,
1: oh in minnesota oh and there's a few to choose from um not that i do it a lot but it seems like the few times i do diver hunt it ends up being memorable Mostly because we wait until later in the season, so there's usually some ice and cold and some sort of challenges um, that inevitably come with that. Ah, uh, man, let's see. What would be... Hmm. Oh, and by the way, it was just three of us. I texted Joel. He said it was just Joel. Got it. Uh, Joel, Joe, and I. Okay. Uh, th- that's kind of what it. I thought, but I was like, I f- for some reason my brain was... Trying to tell me that there was a fourth party, and I couldn't for the life of me think of who that was because I couldn't mm-hmm. find that face because that face wasn't there. So, it was not there, <laughs> correct. Okay, yeah. so that makes more sense. And we, we then must have traveled down in one vehicle, obviously. So, okay, put that story to rest. Which Joe's not going to be uh, a, um, butthurt that I forgot him because he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he's, right on. he's an old fart. This is this is young people stuff. Um, nah, I love Joe, he's great, anyways. Diver hunt in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. Um, God, I have so many, like, just like, they're good memories. They're not necessarily epic stories, you know? Like,
2: it doesn't need to be. No, You know, I'm just, most I'm just memorable to, in your own words. You know, yeah, like,
1: I'm just trying to find one that kind of stands out. Because I, I, if I'm putting okay. them in some sort of like number ranking in my head, they're kind of all up there in like the seven, eight range, you know? I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, which one do I pick? Which one? Uh, what makes one stand out more than the other? Um, the one that came to mind is more of just a pile picture. Just be—I uh, don't really remember the details of it. Again, late season. <laughs> um, we've talked about there's a particular lake, and the and my buddies that we hunt this, Austin and Joel and Mike. They're they're all going to know this lake I'm referring to. Obviously, I won't say the name, but there's a particular lake that we like to hunt for divers. Um, and it's specific, like it's so weather specific. It's like when everything is really locking up, you get like down low in the teens, all the little water, all the smaller lakes, everything locks up. And for whatever reason, this particular lake, and it's not like crazy deep or anything like that. I don't know what the difference is on this particular lake, but for whatever reason, it's the last to ice up, like the fully lock up. And so the last holdouts of birds just – end up going there by default you know if you were to scope out this lake or look at it on a map you would not there's nothing really about this lake that goes oh that looks like a great duck hunting lake you know it's just a lake a bunch of cabins on it houses whatever like it's not there's nothing that just screams duckiness about this lake which i think is another thing that plays in its favor because it's not getting inundated with pressure weekend in, weekend out Although lately the last couple of years more and more people have been hunting it, but we haven't done really well out there in a while, but that's been mostly due to crappy ass weather. You know, the last few years we've had this thing that sets up where it gets abnormally cold like middle to late October, actually will like kind of ice up, everything moves out, and then it warms back up and everything opens back up for like a couple of weeks and whatever few birds that didn't move out now can spread out and go anywhere and it sucks so we haven't had like the perfect storm when i say perfect storm i'd say actually more like average setup where you know so on to the story I'm, I'm getting there this is all part of it okay it sets up it sets up like the like the why you know like we're there so in yep, one yep. of these this time that we the weather conditions are right. Everything's locking up. It's cold. It's ice. The launch is icy. You know, one of those things, you know, you know, you're going to get some ice build up on your decoys. And, you know, we get out there and we set up. And we put out a pretty decent spread. Um, we have quite a few decoys. And I had yet, at this time, I had never shot a Drake Goldeneye. Um, Okay. Just for whatever, like, I've had opportunities, and when they pretend themselves, I miss.
2: (laughs) I'm shot. They're they're not that common, and I I will never forget where I was. Like, I'll never forget my first Drake GoldenEye. It's a pretty cool story. Continue. Yeah,
1: I had shot hens, but I hadn't yet shot a a Drake. And now I might be, and for my buddies, uh, forgive me if I'm blending memories, but I think this is the spot we set up at... We probably should have went to a different spot, but we set up in a spot just based by the wind um, that we had to clear out some ice. And we actually had the, the sheriff came down and talked to us because um, somebody, you know, heard the gunshots or whatever. And Oh, I see. And the only thing, so we, the only thing we were, te- we were sitting on shore. So technically we were sitting on somebody's property. And so he's like, you're legal to hunt here, but you can't have anything on land. Like, your ammo bag there, you're going to have to put that in your boat. you got to just stand oh, okay. in the water. We're like, sure. oh, okay, I guess we'll do that then, you know. It's like, how dumb. Like, can't sit. You know, it's like, effectively, what is changing? You know, but I get it. It's That's how the, the law is written, right? So, it's like, if we want the trespass ticket or whatever, then keep sitting, you know. So, I'm like, all right, we'll stand, mm-hmm. which is no big deal. But we did, we had, like, this – uh this goldeneye that kept making the rounds and it finally presented itself, and uh, I think we it
2: was—he he was
1: by himself. Yeah, it was just—it was a, a, a single. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I think we tripled on that thing. I think all three of us crushed this. This poor Drake, um, <laughs> and we got it. I don't know. If, again, i i think I'm blending. I've hunted this like a few times. I may be blending memories together. Um, it was quite a while ago, but I think we kind of abandoned that spot we may have hunted we may have moved down the line and spent the rest of the day in another spot or we set up another spot the next morning i don't really remember but the the picture back at the landing was cool because there was you know snow and ice on the rocks and we had shot some buffies and we had those golden eyes and i think there was a couple mallards if i really wanted to spend time i'd go through my camera roll and find it and know exactly what we had there but it just ended up being a really cool picture you know those the the Drake Golden Eyes and the Buffies are just, and that lake, like we shoot a lot of Buffies on that lake. Like they really like that. That makes up like. I love me a
2: good head oh, shoot. Oh
1: man, we've we've had some epic ones. We've had some like, we set up in this spot, and through the years we've kind of figured out what the best spot to be in. And it's almost like no matter what the wind direction is, even if it's like dead opposite of what you think it should be, the the birds want to be in there so bad that they. They've, they make it happen. You know, they'll crosswind if they have to. They just want to get in there. But anyways, right. there was one time we are setting up, and, you know, we went and we ditched the boat. You know, we take the boat to get this the spot, and then we kind of hunt offshore. So we had to ditch the boat down the shoreline a ways. And we had just ditched the boat, and we're walking back. And this is somewhat poor time management. Like, we should, all should have had this done and been sitting there for 15 minutes before legal, but we were under the time crunch. So legal happened while we were ditching the boat and getting back and there was like <laughs> there was birds laying all over the water by the time i got back to the the spread with the boys because the, the birds had just started pouring in <laughs> it's just gunshots going off and there's dead buffies everywhere and it was wild and it continued it continued to be like that so there wasn't you know i didn't miss out on anything. things it was that was a lot of fun i mean those things just come screaming in too Those little butter balls. They're so fun. I love them. Yeah. They're so fun. They're so beautiful. And and – the camera
2: loves them. Oh yeah. Oh sure. You can yeah. do so many things with a with a with a picture of a buffalo head pile. Like, mm-hmm. God, those drakes are just just show
1: And it's hard to get a bad one. Honestly, it's like no, I think, I, I've never seen a bad one. I think taxidermists love them too because everybody gets a stud Buffy. You know what I mean? It's
2: like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've just never killed one with a flaw on it.
1: Yeah, I've shot a couple that are technically like Jubies, you know, but they're not oh, okay. It, I mean, probably just a couple. Like, it's not. Generally, if you shoot a Drake, Buffy, it's it's a stud. I mean, I don't. They just must plume right. out. They must just plume out early
2: for some – I don't know. they because I've the, killed a few too good before. You know, but mm-hmm. they. I mean, they were perfectly. They were perfectly. You know, whatever. They were flawless before I fucking right. tried <laughs> to tear them in half. Exactly.
1: Before you riddled them with holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but they all they they're little cool little blue beaks, and ah, oh, they just they're just a cool little bird. Just uh, I've I kind of always wanted one as a pet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know how, how cool well, would that be, man? It would be awesome. I don't know how well it would work, but um. That would be pretty. They are just a cool, like little – like an indoor pet, even because oh, they're, they're so
2: little. Like I want to, I want a Drake Buffalohead walking around on the back of the couch, just shitting everywhere, and fly over on the counter, <laughs> and then fly over to the, t- the the top of the door over there, and then got a fly over pool. and sit on this kitty <laughs> yeah.
1: pool set up in his
2: living room. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think they walk very well, being a diver duck. Right, right. Yeah, so that, they're cool. You know, they do actually nest. It's a fun fact, you might know this. They nest in. Extreme northwestern corner of Minnesota. That's like the most southern point of their nesting range. Oh, okay. I think there's like one marsh or one lake that is known to have a nesting colony of buffies.
2: And I, are, bet, the, I are, bet the ducklings are cute as hell.
1: Oh, they they must be. And they're, uh, you know what? They look a lot like. They're almost probably size is about the only way you could distinguish them, but they almost look exactly like goldeneye ducklings. Very very oh, okay. similar. Very similar. But they're cavity nesters. A lot of people don't know that, too, just like wood ducks, as are golden eyes.
2: Like uh, what kind of cavity? Like in like, a tree? In
1: a tree cavity, yep. They're cavity nesters.
2: What the heck?
1: Yep, golden eyes, buffies, hooded mergansers. Hooded mergansers um, and wood
2: ducks, I already knew. Yeah, wood ducks. But um, I didn't know that about golden eyes and buffle heads.
1: Yep, I, I want to say... I think I'm missing some. Uh, all of the mergansers are, even the big giant ones. Even the big ca- mergansers really? are cavity nesters. Yep. Um, what
2: else? Where are they finding these cavities? That's a lot of species.
1: Yeah, well, pileated woodpeckers are out there doing their deal. I mean, you got to assume they're reliant upon each other. You know, without the pileated,
2: these, these birds would be screwed. Yeah, but there's not that many pileated making enough holes for all of those species of Ducks and mergansers. Well, they, they I must, mean, they must. I'm be. sure. If
1: you think about the entire they, boreal forest, they make a few, forest, yeah, but not, yeah. not enough. The entire boreal forest that is Canada. That's a lot of trees. That's a lot of pileated woodpeckers.
2: Yeah, and maybe maybe I I guess I've never been up there, but oh, it's
1: nothing but trees.
2: You ever drive into
1: Canada, like go through Ontario? It's Quite literally, nothing but trees, trees and lakes. Okay. Anybody that tells you like the planet's running out of trees and we're all gonna die, what are we gonna do without the trees? (laughs) Fucking drive through Canada and then get back to me about how there's no trees left. Holy shit, it's nothing but trees. It's the wildest shit ever. Went to Ear Falls, Ontario, one time. We drove for like four hours, nothing but straight pine trees. It's like far as the eye can see. You get up on a ridge, and it's literally just fucking pine trees. You're like, wow. So is is that the
2: conclusion? story yeah and it was just it was just
1: good because the pile the pile pick made for it was just you know it was like the my first drake Goldeneye and the pile pick was epic and the ice and the interaction with the cops again i might be blending memories but either way it's overall positive experience i like that little lake i kind of miss i haven't hunted my personally haven't hunted it in a while i kind of miss it they did hunt it a couple times this year but i guess it wasn't that great but
2: okay so now it's your turn oh
1: my turn uh all right i want to hear um one of your most memorable coyote hunts
2: in which state oh
1: which state um i need to list uh like uh, like an impromptu hunt like maybe you weren't really planning on doing it but you're like oh this looks too good to be I guess gotta whatever the situations may have been allowed you to, to try it. Or a state that you just really wanted to check off the list and then finally got to do it. Something like that.
2: Um, okay. Well here's a pretty good fit I would say. Uh, I was ahead of schedule in my semi truck and I always I always have my predator calling stuff with me and um I was ahead of schedule. Um and then I I uh, called my longtime friend, childhood friend uh, Matt O'Rourke, lives in Coon Valley, Wisconsin, and I was like, "Hey, I have a little bit of time." Like, he's like, "No, I can make this work." So he actually left work early, and I believe it was—I believe it was on a Friday. I believe it was on a Friday, and he was able to get out early, and I parked near his place of employment. And he come and picked me up from the semi truck, and he doesn't have a whole lot of coyote hunting or predator calling experience. He's got the properties, you know, for deer hunting, right? And all all the deer scenes were over with, and and uh, it was snowing like a it was snowing like crazy, you know. And so he came and picked me up, and we went to his first spot. I mean, we drove half a mile. <laughs> and it's just beautiful river bluff country. For anyone who is into predator calling and you know if you're familiar with like Ridge and Valley Pursuits on YouTube videos and uh, the Wisconsin Coyote Caller like all of that that, that landscape with the river, river, river bluffs. It's just beautiful, it's just beautiful landscape. And um, so we go to this first spot and he just kind of takes me there and it's like okay here we are i'm like oofta it's beautiful but it's overwhelming because there's no really good place to set up here with a good vantage point point. and he's got his shotgun and i have my rifle and i'm like okay you sit here and kind of look this direction i'm going to sit here and look this direction as i sit down i'm kind of assessing everything are you still there yeah i'm just listening Okay, I just wanna make sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I'm sitting down and I'm assessing everything. I'm like Oh and I'm I'm starting to feel defeated, right? But not too defeated because I'm not crushed you know, I'm not cramped in this in the sleeper cab of my semi truck. I'm actually actually out in the outdoors enjoying it with my buddy. So no matter what, this is gonna be successful. But I'm sitting down and I'm like assessing everything like if a coyote comes in there's about a 30% chance that I'm going to be able to see it.
3: Mm, and there's not high.
2: Maybe, <laughs> no, it's not high. So there's probably a 5 or 10% chance that I'll be able to get it killed between him and I. And I'm like, well, just start calling. Like, These aren't your coyotes. You've got no time and money invested into this. These aren't your hometown coyotes. It's just coyotes at Matt's place, and he doesn't even hunt them. So let's just give her hell. So I start calling, start calling, start calling. I'm like looking around, constantly scanning. And through the trees, I catch movement. And I get a good enough look at it to positively identify it as a coyote. But it's in the really, really thick stuff. And it's to my hard right, and I'm a right-handed shooter, so that's yeah, that's, that's kind of, kind of, of a hard thing. move for me to make. Yeah, You know, I'm sitting on my butt, my rifle's on my tripod, so I have to turn to my right, and I, I get that part done, and now I have to try to figure out a way to sneak a bullet through the soup uninterrupted to reach its market on the on the coyote, you know? And, and I can, it's so thick, like I can see little bits and pieces of coyote, you know? And so I get turned to my right and I get kind of in position to where I was seeing the coyote and then it actually steps out into the opening-ish and it puts its front two feet, like, on, on, like, a log, a log that it followed down. It puts its front two feet, and it's facing straight on. And it's not a perfect flawless shot, but this is the best look I've gotten at this coyote since he showed up. And I sent it. And after the shot, I didn't see it run away, but, like, when it was healthy before I shot, I couldn't see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if I hit it. There was no meat report because that meat, the sound of their meat report would be swallowed in the trees. Right, you know, like right, there's, right, yeah. So I'm not going to hear a meat report, and I didn't see it run away. So I don't know if I got it or not. Meanwhile, I hit the pup distress, and I see movement again in the trees. And I get enough. I'm like, I might have missed him. You know, like, and like, okay, it's a coyote, and I, I think I missed him. And I, I get settled again, and a patch of fur a patch of her about maybe an inch and a half to two inches in diameter stops in one spot. I don't even know what part of the coyote this is, but I know that I have, this is like maybe my last chance at this coyote. So I send it and I see nothing once again. And so I just continue to call, continue to call. We've been there for a long time. And so I cue to end the set. And Matt and I both stand up and, you know, we kind of meet each other in the middle. He's like, did you get, did you get two of them? I'm like, I don't know if I got anything, you know? Right. So we start wandering over to where the the first shot, you know, was where he was. And he was just laying there just pretty as could be. Like perfectly placed shot right in the chest. Like, okay, I got one. Sweet wait a second, that means that that second thing I saw was another coyote. Right. <laughs> so I walk about 20 yards deeper into the woods, and there's another coyote laying there. That little patch of fur that I shot at and thread the needle between the branches, that was, that was his head. Wow. And I put it right between his eyeballs. So, yeah, we... we drug two of them out and I got an awesome picture Meanwhile there's big huge paper plates falling from the sky and it was just <laughs> yeah it was just a beautiful a beautiful spot and then we ended up making maybe one or two more sets that same afternoon when I called those two in it was 2:30 in the afternoon broad daylight in wow. Wisconsin Wow so then uh, I spent the night at, at Adam or sorry Matt's place and his lovely uh, his lovely wife. I stayed at their place, Matt and Carrie. Stayed at their place and we woke up in the morning and the three of us took out to the wilderness and um, we had time for two or three more sets and as a matter of fact I put I put Carrie kind of in the hot seat on every set I really really wanted to get her her first coyote and and I have a I have a whole album of coyote hunts in my on my Facebook page and I still don't have a picture of a girl with her with a coyote that she got. Oh, huh. So I'm like, I want to get, you know, I really want to get Carrie a coyote. You know, I have that vision of a girl finally in my coyote album with a coyote, you know?
3: Right.
2: And so, yeah, we made two or three sets, and I had Carrie in the hot seat on, on every set. And I think it was the third and final set. So, like, 10.30 in the morning. And I... I had Matt and Carrie on one side of the tree line, and I was on my other—I was on the other side of the tree line. And as I'm calling, um, the set was halfway through, maybe, and I heard the click. Oh, I heard the click. Heard around the world. <laughs> and then I hear Carrie working the bolt action on her rifle, and then I hear Matt say, "Fuck." was there a shell in the gun? And I'm like, oh, my God. So I, I hit pup distress, like, I want to call this critter back. You know, whatever came in on their side, I want to call it back, and let's get him back here. Like, he heard a click, and that's it. And then he disappeared. Like, let's let's get him back now that you have a shell in the gun. And Matt and Carrie were just beside themselves. You know, there was a lot of frustration and wrestling mm. around, and just basically the, the train had derailed. Right. Okay, I'm trying to call this thing back, but it, they already chased it away once, and, like, now they're basically talking over there, trying to call the coyote back. So I'm like, okay, I, we're, we're done. You know, I'm just going to wrap it up. And, uh, yeah, Carrie, jo- or Carrie, Carrie had a coyote come in on her side and just just presented a beautiful spot. I guess it was a beautiful coyote, too. And uh, sh- there just was not a shell in the chamber, unfortunately. God
1: bless America, that sucks. <laughs> yep. Cool interaction, though. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get that, you know. that. Yep. I've, I've never been in the field. I've only, I've only uh, predator hunted a handful of times and never successfully. Never once have I seen um, something answer to a predator call. No, I did have a coyote come in one time. I think it was like might have been like the last day of deer season and i'm out on my property i lived in stacy there and i'm like i was just throwing the kitchen sink at it right i was like i have the deer tag that unpunched i need to you know try grunting let's try everything you know it's like way past rut but i'm like i'm just gonna you know i'll take a doe at this point like whatever so i get on the fawn bleat and i'm just doing the fawn bleat and uh no does or bucks come to investigate but a coyote does oh (laughs)
2: sweet that's awesome
1: yeah it was pretty cool um I, I was bow hunting so i I would have taken a shot at him had he stopped trotting but he was just kind of oh, like a he came in on like a slow trot you know a lope whatever and he's looking around for this thing and he just kind of went past my stand and when okay. when he caught my scent when he got downwind he didn't there was zero hesitation. It was. Oh, trot, 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 It was. It was like shot. It was like you trot, shot trot, trot Sprint. Him. Like he was yes. fucking gone. He didn't look to see. He didn't question his senses. No he,
2: fuck no. He he, didn't, he knew everything yeah, he needed to yeah. know.
1: He didn't look around for where the scent came from. He didn't question it. it the moment that scent hit Danger him. Danger close.
2: Run. Pff,
1: dude, afterburners on. Out of here. I was like, whoa. Right.
2: Like that it tail was It is like just, you shot at Yeah. Them.
1: That tail was pinned back. Ears back. Dude shot out of a cannon. It was wild. It was fun. I was like, dude, those things can accelerate. Like so nobody's. Business. So in the
2: future, so in the future, this is for you and the listeners. Anytime you want to get a, a coyote to stop for the shot, just bark, Boom! just mm, like that. Okay. That's it. Just get them, get em in your scope, because when you bark like that, they're going to stop and look right at you. Right. So that's a little, you know, you're kind of in the shoulder. So you want to get them, get em, get them in the sights, and then bark, and then kill them.
1: Yeah. Don't wait. You gotta like bark. They stop. Shoot. Again, a little trickier with with the bow, but you know, could have maybe could have happened. But you you draw back, line them up, and then bark and kill them. Yep, that would have been pretty epic if I could have done. There's another time I was walking into a stand bow hunting. This was kind of earlier in the season, and uh, you know, I'm taking wind into account. I kind of had to walk way around to get to the stand. And the last thing on my mind was coyotes, right? I wasn't, like, super – I was going slow. I wasn't, like, sprinting, but I I was moving with purpose, right? Trying to be quiet, but I was trying to get to my stand. I wanted to hunt the rest of the afternoon into the evening or whatever. And uh, so I'm getting there, and all of a sudden, like, in front of me, 15 yards maybe – hops oh. this coyote hops up i scared the living shit out of it and you know when it jumped up it scared me too i was like holy shit there is a coyote right there that's crazy i'm like oh man it's too bad i didn't have an arrow ready and a second one gets up right next to it i'm like how did oh I, no <laughs> how did i not see that one sitting there like oh my god so just... were you ready for the third one to get up then uh, there was not a third one it was just those <laughs> two but yes i was i was like I had the release knocked on, you know, I was like, cause I did have an arrow knocked in, you know, I was walking, you know, just in case, but I just wasn't like coyote was not in my brain, that was not on the brain. at brain. all. Like I was, you know, my eyes had tuned into looking for big dark Brown things, you know, possibly antler or whatever, you know, a tail flick something. I was not looking for bedded coyotes, which by the way, even at 15 yards when they're not moving, that is just a clump of grass. Those fuckers for disappear, sure. man. They got good camo.
3: Absolutely. Because
1: uh, after the first one busted, you know, now I'm like, oh, there's coyotes here. I still didn't see that other one that was just sitting there. It's like, what oh, right. the hell? You also generally don't think of coyotes as being in groups, you know. You're always kind of taught to your experiences that they're somewhat solitary creatures. and No, oh, they definitely they're, do. they're social. Yeah, they're definitely social at times,
2: for sure. Uh, they're social, like. A lot of people refer to them as pack animals, but they're not. Right. Wolves are pack animals. Coyotes are social. Right, they get together
1: at times. I mean, they'll even they'll even help each other hunt at times. You know, like correct, snow, correct. winter, or stuff like that. They'll kind of pool their resources. But yeah, it's they're definitely social because that's their whole. When they're calling at night, they're talking to all the other yotes in the in the county. Which I've had a lot of those experiences out. Um, spring snow goose hunting, where you get up at night to pee or something. And if you just, it's like deathly quiet, but then, you know, sometimes they crack off on their own. But if you just let out a yip, you'll fire them up. Like they'll just start the whole, it just seems like you're surrounded. The whole county just fires off. You're like, whoa, uh-huh. that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then they just, they stop as fast as they start, too. That's the other thing, too. It's like, and then just done like
2: done oh, right
1: that's fucking cool
2: <laughs> that's, sweetest sound in mother nature
1: in my opinion yeah it's pretty it's it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool sound i will say I've, 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 a few times i've been out camping up on this lake um actually this is the only place i've ever heard wolves has been up here but i've heard it a few times and it's a haunting sound and it's it's pretty cool well, i've been out early morning fishing and heard them um crack off i was camping one time and heard them howling it's I don't hear more honestly but that's a, that's a pretty cool sound when you hear I don't know how many ever many wolves are in that pack <clears throat> just light up and it's the same thing Like they all crack off at the same time and then it just stops
2: like, so your most memorable your most memorable spring I'm assuming in Missouri and Arkansas where both spring snow goose hunts correct Okay, so your most memorable Spring Snow Goose hunt in Arkansas. I
1: was like, don't say Missouri. I don't really have any memorable ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, Arkansas would be, unfortunately, I was by myself. So, you know, you out there, I uh, wouldn't say scouting because th- this outfitter, I mean, you could move around, but we generally kind of hunt out a semi permanent spreads. Um and that's all just this this was a funky year. It was a crappy year to guide. A lot of people, like the weather was shitty. Um there's a lot of cancelled hunts. So the only hunts you had were kinda of on the weekends. But I was down there, right? So I'm like not I'm not gonna not hunt. So <clears throat> I went out midweek and uh just sat in the spread and it was one of those days where it was just like small flock after small flock, some bigger flocks, but it was just So like, you sat in a permanent
2: spread solo.
1: Yep. And it was gotcha. just a steady stream of birds on the deck working decoys like crazy. So Oh close. it was windy. And you know it there were there was wind. I wouldn't say it was windy, but there was wind. Um you know keeping them on us probably that 10 to 15 right it wasn't it wasn't yeah, one of those like they're
2: never they're never on the deck on calm days
1: yeah there was it wasn't 30 mile an hour or anything like that but they were sure they were working like even the ones that came from up high and worked circled a bunch of times and came in like they were they were just doing it it was a greasy day and i'm down there i don't have anywhere to store birds right so i'm not i'm not piling them up i'm literally just like oh, i'm gonna shoot that one i was taking one bird oh, okay per being per selective I was be I was taking one bird per opportunity basically, and I don't exactly remember the number I had, but it was in the upper teens. And that's okay. shooting one bird at a time. And I was just like, God damn it! If the, you know, and I was trying to kind of band check, which is really hard to do with flying birds. So she's small and as chaotic as snow geese are, flying in every which direction. So that didn't pan out but it was just i just kept thinking god why couldn't this be a guided trip and that season was kind of that way like hunting by myself during the week i had multiple opportunities a lot of times and then sure as shit friday rolls around i got clients and these birds don't want to decoy you know (laughs) yeah right all weekend long you know we scratch out single digits you know it's just like unbelievable and i think that was a year it's like if i shot if anybody in our crew shot double digits and i'm talking 10 or 11 like that was a good day above
2: average that was a good
1: day there wasn't many juvies uh, conditions were shitty like it was a it was just a really tough year and but that day if i'd have had a full field it would have been god knows how many would have died you know Got to take into account client shooting, which is always not great. But I would have been killing birds, you know. Like, without question, that day on my own, I probably could have tripled more times than I didn't. I mean, they were working in so tight. Landing in the decoys at times, like, just, it was silly. It it, it just got silly. And it did that for hours. It it was wild. But also really cool to see you know like this is it, it was a cool experience um you know it wasn't lost on me like the uniqueness of it like here i am by myself in arkansas getting like one of the best shows in waterfall and it's just me you know like it pretty wild it was pretty cool right on yeah that's you a have, good one yeah have you ever have you hunted in arkansas snows Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if you had gone down there and done that. Oh, they do it a lot.
2: Ah, uh, let me think. Did you Three, ever? Did you ever guide two. for snows? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did I ever guide for? Yeah. Of oh, that's right. I you did. and
1: Steve. Yeah. 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 Steve. Lee. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was a little. That's why I paused a little bit
2: with your question. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've hunted oh, in Arkansas quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know For some reason, I was thinking like my brain made the separation of like South Dakota. Spring snows and Arkansas being a, a totally different fucking deal. Did you ever get in on those contests that they had down there? Do they even no, have uh-huh. those anymore? Even no. We were
2: too busy them. making money to be yeah. freaking <laughs> going to the casino. Because anytime you enter a contest, I don't, I don't care if it's a, a coyote calling contest or a snow goose contest or whatever. Like you're you're just you're just gambling, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not a gambler. I, I I love snow goose hunting and I love coyote calling, but I just don't do the contest thing.
1: Right. It was there was a bunch of uh, controversy the one year I think wasn't somebody accused of like jump shooting or something? Because that was the deal like you were supposed it was supposed to be well, over decoys. That's, that's
2: another that's another thing. There's always drama. Like I I I no. you know, first of all, I I go hunting to get away from society drama yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and drama you know right true so true, true, uh, true. you know this is this i have time to go hunting and i want to go pick a close friend or family member and go go do it you know and, and just relax because another thing too is like hunting is relaxing for me and if i'm going to enter a contest i'm going to win the contest i don't care if it's snowies or, or coyotes or whatever I, i'm going to win the contest in order for me to do that, my agenda completely changes. Right. It's not a relaxing fun thing anymore. It's a contest and I'm going to win it. And in order to do that, you gotta you gotta go hard. I would rather go for a nice jog around the lake than to go for the two hundred yard dash. Right. That's just my yeah, style. I
1: get that. I get that. <clears throat> Says the bass angler term and angler
2: <laughs> well yeah and it's, you totally understand what i'm saying with with bass fishing because like you when you when you when you start that contest you're racing to the spot you've got three or four poles lined up with different lures so you don't have to retie shit wow oh, yeah. you're just constant you've got to get that line in the water
1: it's a different mindset too it's like 100 uh, i go out and I, you know i love just like fun bass fishing you know it's it's on it's relaxed it's whatever but man there is a switch in my brain when it's tournament time and a good example of that like with this past summer when the family's up here and you know my my nephew Trent was feeling himself a little bit getting a little cocky and he just bought his his own bass boat and he trailered it all the way up here from South Carolina and you know so that the talk was like oh we'll have to have a little derby I'm like, okay <laughs> you want to go up against me I I wouldn't but okay It'd be a good learning experience for. It. He's like, well, I feel like I know that lake pretty well, and he has been coming up here for quite a few years now. And, um, you know, with that said, it, the success that he has, it's in my boat. So <laughs> he's not the one making the decisions. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be different. But I was like, oh, whatever. So we're up here all week, whatever. And it just it never really materialized, and I wasn't gonna push it, you know. Because to his credit he when he got here he started having he started having a little more humility um so I wasn't gonna go for blood, but then, like with the last day we were gonna go out I was gonna take uh two of the girls I was gonna take my sister Trish and his girlfriend Peyton, and he was going out with his brother, and he's like well. I was just going to go fishing. I wasn't thinking derby at all. And he's like, well, you want to do a derby? I'm like, we don't have to. We don't want to. I mean, whatever. And he's like, yeah, we can't. And then Peyton's like, I want to. I'm like, I guess it's on. All right, let's let's do this. And it's like my mind instantly changed. Like I probably wasn't even going to personally cast that day. I was just going to guide the two girls, go out there and, you know, rip some lips. And then in that moment, once it was a, once it was a contest, it's like, okay, here Your body what we're takes a right, different team. shape. All right, team, here's what we're <laughs> going to do. And yep. Just, just laser-focused, and, yeah, we embarrassed them. It wasn't even close. We crushed them. And I say we because, I mean, I was fishing because it was a contest, but uh, both girls, you know, had had bass in the bag, and, and Peyton, I think, even caught, like, the second-largest fish of the day. She's got that gene, man. She's just, like, she's got – I don't know what it is. If there's, she's lucky, or you know, she she can fish. She's not like completely, you know, not skilled. But she also just has that. Like, if somebody in the boat's going to catch the big one, it's going to be her. she's just yeah, whatever. for whatever
2: for for whatever reason, she's always hooking <laughs> up to the good fish. Yeah,
1: yeah. She just she's got that she's got that thing, and I think I the think mojo. Trent both likes it and hates it at times. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's out there trying to catch the big one, right? And she's just kind of like, oh, let's go fishing. But she's pretty serious about it. Um, more serious than she lets on because, you know, we went this past year, for my 50th birthday part or birthday, we went down to the Keys and uh, invited them. They came down. And you would think, like, oh, do the girls want to take a day and go to the spa or go shopping or have a beach day? And she's like, if that boat's leaving, I'm on it. <laughs> it's like, damn, all right. <laughs> this chick likes to fish. So she's pretty cool. But yeah, that was that was a, a fun day. but. Oh, we never, we totally Uh, went past your, like, we were going to fish in, like, do you, let's finish it with this. Do you have, what's your most memorable Arkansas spring snow goose
2: hunt? That's an awesome question. (laughs) So, I have one. Yes, okay, that one's actually pretty damn easy. Um, So, we had, we were, we were, like, towards the end, and Like, I had scouted and found just an incredible spot, looked at the forecast for the next day, and it was just going to be, holy smokes, like, we need to, so it was just going to be good. Like, I had high hopes, high expectations, everything was good, and I talked with the clients, and they were not first-timers, they were regulars, and, like, they're more like friends at that point. I said, okay, guys. It's going to be good tomorrow. Like, I, it's just going to be good. Is it okay if Mike sits with us? You know, my Mike Mike Powellman, good friend of mine. And they're like, yep, yep, that's fine. And we got out there. Mike and I set up everything and set up everything. And we had good south winds, migration, like, and the juvies were starting to move pretty good. And uh, so the stage was set. Everything's good and the wind started blowing out of the south, and tall, like tall. I'm talking a mile, like a legit mile high. These birds would start stalling out, and it was like there was no wind. So they were – actually, there was wind. i got to retract that. There was wind. So they would come from the south, and they would hook – and just start slowly getting bigger Yeah, (laughs) because they were coming straight down the elevator. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, like the first flock, like they started at a legit mile and I called the shot at the boot bags and we wrecked them. And I was like, you know, everyone was high fives all around and like, doesn't even matter. Like that one flock was so incredible. Like we're going to be talking about that forever. And it was like that all morning long. And I can't. It was not a triple digit day, but it doesn't matter. Like we were in the eighties for sure. Wow. You know, and and just every flock was like that. Like they would just stall out a mile up there and like slowly get bigger. <laughs> and they would mile. not beat their wings from the time that they stalled out to the time I called the shot. And when I called the shot, we had solid birds from 15 yards to 50 yards. Wow. That's like from one five to five zero yards it was solid snow geese
1: on the sound must have just been unreal
2: it was incredible
1: god those things
2: that was my most memorable spring snow goose hunt in arkansas and luckily the clients allowed me to have mike with me so i got to actually share it with a friend too
1: oh sweet that's pretty awesome that's pretty dope Mm -hmm. yeah i love Mm -hmm. that that's one thing i love about snow geese is that the way they work when they work you know like just like you said, sometimes, and it's weird how they, you know, sometimes they get topsy-turvy, right, and they're, like, trying to get down as fast as they possibly can. And other times they're doing that just big, wide circles, but they're getting lower every time. And then, yep, just yep. like you said, and, sometimes and if, they just sit right down. You know, they're just like, what's, what are they doing? They're just dropping out of the sky. <laughs>
2: God, it was just incredible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That is. And because they were so high up there, the show lasted for so long right. each each flock put on like a 3 or 4 minute 5 minute show before I was calling the shot so it's you so got funny. 5 minutes of anticipation that's constantly building into
1: and they're and they're bringing in they're, shot you know and they're drawing in more birds so you're watching those and you're getting this little crisscross thing as the next flock comes in and kind of joins them oh. a mile up and you got all these different layers and they're kind of crisscrossing oh, that's the stuff dude That there's that, that, no better show in the world than the spring snow <laughs> goose show my friend man that is the stuff you know we had that this fall a little bit of one day where they're decoying really good and god they just put on a show I mean it was just and we had a he he had shot snow geese before but he and I think I told you this but he had um this guy that joined us it was a buddy of a buddy kind of a thing. And he's from out in North Dakota, you know, and he has jump shot him before, but he's never been in a field decoying him and Gotcha. You couldn't you couldn't have hammered the smile off his face with a jackhammer, dude. He was like that well, is Well, there's just nothing better. No, he was like, That is the coolest thing I have ever seen.
3: <laughs> right. Was...
1: It was a dude, they put on a show. It was it was phenomenal. That was that was fun. Well, that was good story time. I'm gonna wrap it up. I need do need to get to get on with my day. Do something productive. I'm actually gonna go. I gotta get some materials and building some uh, boxes. I'm gonna put some uh, Pine Martin and Fisher sets out. The season open today. Cool. So, yeah. Never, and
2: it's it's snack time for me, you know. And I don't want to lose this bill belly beer right. belly. I've worked <laughs> so hard for it. I want to keep it.
1: Yeah. I'm proud of it. Got a lot of years. Got a lot of years <laughs> the behind Trophy. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Got to, got to keep it up. Well, it's good to hear your sultry voice, sir. I'm sure we'll, we'll do it again in the hopefully near future. And Likewise. For, yeah. Oh, real quick, I'll go ahead and let you throw a plug. Do you still have some uh, furs for sale?
2: Oh, actually, yes, yes, I do. I think I have, I have eight. Re- uh, sorry, I've got eight remaining. I've got. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I've got six six typicals and two non-typicals, so it's like hundred bucks for the typicals and one hundred and fifty for the non-typicals.
1: All right. Well, I'll reach out to Phil Schmidt on what, Facebook, social media. To,
2: yep, Facebook.
1: It. All right. Yeah, you can find me
2: on Facebook, and and uh, I've just been doing Venmo, and shipping's usually fifteen bucks, so cool. not a big deal. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to get if if I'm lucky enough, the limit's only two combined for Fisher Pine Martin, so. And if I get them, I'm not selling them. If they're further decent, I'm just gonna skin them, stretch them, tan them myself, just to just to have. They get, they're cool-looking critters. It'd be kind of nice just to have them, just to have them, you know. So, correct. Hopefully we'll see correct. what happens. I'm gonna go uh, get on. That's what I'm gonna do today. So, well, whatever your passion is, whether it's uh, waterfall hunting, fishing, trapping, whatever it is, pursue it full skin.